Thanks for downloading this Lave Radio podcast. We're very pleased that our upcoming convention, LaveCon, is sponsored by EDRPG, a new tabletop role-playing system based on Elite Dangerous. This particular adventure plays over three episodes and will end with a special finale at LaveCon 2017. If you're just joining us, there will be a recap, but you'll probably enjoy it more if you start at the first part. Thanks for listening. Incident at Baijungu, an Elite Dangerous role-playing adventure. Previously, Imperial business figure Claire Valance dispatched Elias, Thane, Edelweiss, Second Tech Fozzer and Psycho Cow to a new mining base on the third planet of the Baijungu system. On arrival, they found the base dead, as well as a number of the crew murdered. They rescued Nadia, former employee of the station, who witnessed mercenaries and genetically modified animals raiding and sacking the station. After searching for survivors and equipment, The team have climbed the tower to Operations, where a well-defended Merc team awaits their arrival. They get the element of surprise, but will it be enough? The grenade slips from your grasp, rolling only 1d10 meters before exploding. Because you're all behind the door and ready, this isn't too deadly, because you're all being prepared for this flashbang going off. And also the flashbang can still fill this uh, observation tower. So although it goes a little bit short, there's a clatter. You can see that they both look round at the grenade just as it goes off. They need to make perception checks to try and avoid looking uh, you know, uh, away in time. So the difficulty number is 10. So the first one, nine. No, he is blind. The second one, four. No, both of them are blinded. You can see that the guy covering the lift literally drops his gun as he covers his eyes. So they are reeling. How about we order these guys to stand down rather than all our guns blazing? Would you like to do that? Do you want to... Who wants to do that? These guys are mercs. Take them. I'm going to take them down. I've got a Tommy gun. I want to fire it. Lovely. Right, roll uh, your initiative scores again then, please. Oh, come on. I'm going to spend a karma on that. Better. Wow. We could overpower them, actually, because they're in a blind state, so we could make a mad dush and try and tackle them to the ground. Yeah, I just think, you know, we don't have to kill these bastards, but, you know, Foz wants to use his big gun. Yeah, but yeah. if we pin them down, Foz could then use his gun. Mercenaries, no one's going to miss them. Yeah, but they might be able to give us some information about what the heck's going off. Fane, what did you roll? Uh, I'm an eight. You're an eight? Okay, Eid. Twelve. Lovely. Uh, Grant. Nine. Fozza. Ten. Just add Nadia into the list. What did she roll? <laughs> Twelve. Very good. Well done, Nadia. Right, in which case, looks like it's Nadia first. Nadia isn't particularly subtle. She is going to unload her shotgun on Vulcan. He can't dodge because he's blind, so it's the difficulty number to hit is three. Uh, oh, this is the one! She misses! <laughs> she hits the vending machine in the back, uh, which just oh. various error signs. Eid, it's your go. I, I yell in, drop your guns and surrender now, you idiots. Uh, I'll need an intimidate check from there of 13. Because frankly, <laughs> uh, if someone is unloading a shotgun, you can't be seen. You're, you're at the bottom of the stairs, so good luck. 
Okay. Oh, oh, I'm right back there, am I? Ah, Smeg, I'm, I'm gonna use my. I'm gonna wait until these guys move forwards. So you're gonna okay. aim. Look and and I can't. I guess I can't even aim, can I? No, you can't see them. You're, nah. the, the stairs kind of spiral down. So. Okay. Right. So next, it's uh, Fozza. I can't see past Thane. Can I move past Thane? Yes, you can. So you can go one, two, three, four to there. Now you can jump up onto the control panels if you like, with a small athletics check. It wouldn't be very difficult. Uh, okay. What would be my best positioning to use this new Tommy gun? From here is point blank range. It'd be wonderful. You're okay. blocking uh, Thane, but Thane will just have to you know, uh, leave it. So that'll be short range. Let's not even bother measuring. So that's five. He can't dodge. The difficulty number is five. Roll to hit. Six, that's a hit, so it's one over, so you do 2d10 points of damage. Oh, 11 points of damage to Frau Becker. He's badly hurt, but he is still intact. Grant, it's your go. Can I get past Wazza? Yes. Uh, so you can go one, two, three, four is there. If you prefer, you can try and jump onto the control panel. At this point, of course, when you're next to him, you could only do a close combat attack, really. Well, I mean, you can risk shooting him at point-point black range, but he might interfere with you, as to a... Even if he's blinded. I'll oh, try. that's true. He can't. He can't. He can't take um, interrupting actions. So, uh, yeah, so you could move to there and shoot him point-blank if you wanted. <laughs> okay, I will, I will aim and try and finish him. And I get a plus three... That's hit. That's eight points of damage. He's down. Fraunbecker uh, flies back and dies with a smoking hole in his chest. Okay, uh, well done, Grant. It's Vulcan. Vulcan is blind, uh, so he is going to stagger. He'll try if he can. Stagger towards right. So one. No, he staggers in the wrong direction mm. and kind of misses Nadia and bumps into the control panel. He uh, wildly fires his gun, but he's not firing. He's standing in even remotely the right place. Uh, the bullets bounce off the heavily reinforced screen. Thane, it's your go. I'm, I'm stepping past Fozzo, and just in case, I'm just tucking behind that panel there, just to the left. Fine. Is that justified line of sight past Nadia? Yes, that's fine. You can fire around corners. It's not a problem. Short range. Okay, so it's just a short range attack roll. He can't dodge. <laughs> Lovely. Right, well, you are seven points over. So that means you do the maximum damage of 3d10. 19. 19. He's straight down. You see kind of blood splashes across the control panel. The occasional bullet ricochets off the back. And he slumps to the ground, dead. Okay, uh, you have stormed this place in a single round. Very impressive. They didn't have time to even get in contact with anyone. And they are on the floor. The operations tower, you can see, has got flight control uh, access. Or at least it should have. You can see those controls seem to be dark at the moment. But it certainly has um, uh, access to the monorail systems. So if you like, you can reactivate those. Also, it's got a, a separate computer server here. So if you like, you can look at what ships have come and gone. I think let's have a look and see what we've got. Okay. You have a peek. You can see that most of the transports that have come in are completely standard sort of things. They're uh, normally kind of uh, either Lake on 7s. There was one Lake on 9 ages ago that came in, but mostly kind of the smaller transports have, have come and gone. The most unusual one is that a, a Cobra Mark III called the Phobos Arcadian landed most recently. It is in Docking Bay Number 4. So that's there. Other than that, you can see that the communication system, there seems to be an error flashing up on it. Do you want to investigate that? 
Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Sierra okay. say. Right, you have a look at the communications. You're able to determine two things. One, it's got no access to the communications server, which is, is giving it problems. Secondly, the communication dish has been physically removed from the top of the observation tower and is dangling basically by a single wire. Looking out the window, you can actually see it. It's not really very far away uh, from where you are. However, reconnecting it will mean going outside, and that could be quite cold. There is an access hatch on the top of the tower, but yeah, none of you are wearing uh, spaces. So that would be uh, uh, that would be a tricky one. No sign of any EVA suits or anything in here, I'm assuming. Does Nadia not know where there might be a suit for EVA? Yeah, 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 there will be. because But they'll be in the docking bays, mostly. That's the, uh, the principal access is out of the, uh, out of the base. There's no like, main doors. You have to come in through the docking bays. But they'll all have a spare in there, so we might be able to find one in there. We've got monorail access. We might be able to access the docking bay now, because that could bring us back in, con uh, in control. You hear that there is a, um, a crackle coming from one of the comms. Oh, can I pick up the uh, thing? Oh, if it's a walkie-talkie, I have got a, a pretty strong bluff thing. So can I try and bluff our way through? That's fine. Okay, so you pick up the comm. What would you like to say? Frauerbecker, coming. Um, yeah, we had a small technical malfunction, but everything's uh, fine here now. We're all fine here, and how are you? Make a bluff check. <laughs> See if you can do better than Han Solo. <laughs> What's my bluff? That's three... Oh, it's not bad. Yeah, we're over, Frau Becker. Just make sure you're sober by the end of it. The explosive charger should be finished within the next 30 minutes. We want to make sure we get the uh, monorail system is operational. Sorry, we keep getting readings that the damn biomorphs have got in there. Well, we're going to have to risk an evac out of there anyway. Just make sure that that thing is clear. Understood? Roger, Roger. Because if I don't come back, none of us are coming out. You understand that? Clear, Crystal. All right, stay frosty, Frau Becker. He cuts the communication. Explosives. You see the canary says, they're going to blow the base? We're on the base. What do you want? I think it's time we got out of here, guys. Nadia, is it possible from this control tower to um, lock down the docking clamps on the Cobra Mark III? That should be possible. She goes over to the panel. No. No, the docking clamp uh, controls have been transferred. Down at the mining head, he's got control of the ships, all of them. We've got to get down to the oh. mining site and get control back. Do we want to go and set up an ambush at the Cobra, which would mean fighting our way through the Chrysus, obviously, to get there, or go down to the mining head and fight them down there and then fight our way through the Chrysus? We don't know how many explosives they've already set and whether they're on timers or a trigger. The way I see it, there's two ways to the mining site. One's via the monorail, that's where people go down it. But there is mineral transfer. I've been thinking about it, and well, I mean, the tunnel is big enough for a human to get down. There's a conveyor belt on there. I mean, maybe we can reverse the conveyor belt, get down through mineral transfer. I mean, they won't be expecting that. Even if they're expecting the monorail to come in, they, they will be expecting us to come out there. I've learned my lesson. I'm going to take the transfer this time. Well, I think if we want to maintain Foz's bluff, we're going to have to turn on the monorail. Would you like to activate the monorail system? Yeah, let's switch it on. Okay, right, yeah. power is restored to that. So you can access the monorail if you like. Do we have to head back down to the computer server room in order to turn on the mineral transport power? 
Yes, but the computer server is very near the operations tower, so that's not really a yeah. mutual diversion. How about we send the monorail down there at the same time as we are going down on the conveyor belt thing? That could be possible. I mean, if you like, you could... Yeah, a bit of a distraction. Or, yeah, just send the monorail down by itself. That'll be fine. Would you like to take the lift down from the observation tower? Because it is a bit quicker. We had trip wires on the staircase. Um, it might be worthwhile to check, check the lift, lift. for <laughs> yeah, any wired yeah. explosive before we take it. Okay, well, make a perception check on the lift door. Well, that's very good. They certainly haven't trapped their only way up and down. They've already trapped the stairs. They want to make sure there's some safe way of getting to the observation tower. Go in the left and make your way to the ground floor nice and quickly. You emerge, pop into the computer suite, and Psycho Carry, you turn the mineral transfer power back on. And then, first of all, you want to set the monorail off to you, or do you want to check out mineral transfer first before you do that? I think set it off so that the monorail arrives around as close to us getting down there at the same time. Fine. Commander Thane, do you want to booby trap the monorail as well in case they want to walk in? You know, you can put your laser tripwire in the car so that if they wander in looking for somebody, it goes boom. I did consider it. It's just a bit of a long round trip to the monorail, isn't it? Well, mineral transfer and monorail access are quite close because they're on the same side of the base that makes its way down to the mining site. Okay, I'll do it. I'll fix the, uh, if I can, I'll fix the tripwire inside the uh, door to the first monorail car. Now, I was just going to suggest that Fozza goes to give him some cover with his big Tommy gun. <laughs> That's fine. Nothing disturbs you in the corridor currently. The rest of you make your way to mineral transfer. The door opens into a dusty, grey room. Huge machines stand silently above piles of broken rock. A walkway passes over the shattered rocks to a set of controls built into the side of the wall. A huge closed hatch with a red light above it is also built into the wall near the walkway. A sign above it states, Moving machinery. Stand well clear. Where do we go from here? Nadia, okay. do you know how to reverse this conveyor belt? Okay, so that hatch there, that's the hatch to the conveyor belt. She makes her way over to the computer system. Are you any good with computers? Yeah, I, I can do it if you want, but if you know your way around, I'm, I'm not particularly egotistical about it. Never even touched it. Let me. I flex my fingers. Okay, things. you flex your fingers and go over. You can see that there are three options that you've got on the computer system. There's open the conveyor hatch, activate mineral processing, and reverse conveyor belt. I wonder which the reverse conveyor belt button does. Okay. Guys, do you want to cover the hatch? I'm going to open it. Okay. The rest of you guys get your guns out and start covering the hatch. You press open the conveyor hatch. It opens up. And beyond, you can see there is a long tunnel lit in red lights, which kind of leads down and down and down. There is a conveyor belt uh, built on it. It's currently still. You can activate the conveyor belt now if you like. What was the second option again? There's activate mineral processing, reverse conveyor belt. I'm assuming activate mineral processing might... Would that do something whilst it's in the conveyor belt? Possibly. Right. I'm tempted to say we don't activate mineral processing while we're riding the conveyor belt, guys. Sounds like a fairly... Yep. Yeah? You think that's a good idea? 
Well, in which case, you won't be able to... You'll have to just walk down the conveyor belts, but, you know... Oh, walking down it would probably be better than the thing making noises and saying, Hey, I'm a conveyor belt going backwards. <laughs> it's a bit fine. more subtle, isn't it? That's fine. Okay, lovely. So, in which case, so you make your way over to the walkway. There is a small extendable ladder, manual ladder, that leads up to the conveyor hatch. So you make your way up. I'll need to know um, who is going in what order. So who's going first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay, Fazer is first. Um, who is second? I'll go second. Okay, second. Nadi is happy to go third. I'll cover the rear. You'll cover the rear, and like okay. a cow, you're so, lovely. Thane has joined us after setting his bomb, has he? Yes, absolutely. So your bomb is now set in the car, and you press the button to send it down. You see that it starts rolling down the uh, tunnelway. You uh, go and join them and start making your way down the hatch, but immediately there's a problem. As you get further on, you can see that one of the large um, mineral compressors, basically it's a large pounding hammer, uh, has effectively sealed off the hatchway. So it's in the way. There is no way enough room to get past it. It looks strong and thickly built. Uh, Thane, I've got a bad feeling about this. Do you want to go and press the button and we have to... I'm guessing we have to dodge through these. If you think. You know, it's either this or we take the train that you've set down the road. With a bomb on it. With a bomb on it. <laughs> I'll go and push the button. Right. And okay. you'll also have to tell it to reverse as well. You go out, you press activate mineral processing. The conveyor belt immediately starts moving you back away from the machinery. You can see the, uh, uh, the mineral pounder goes... In front of you, sending a kind of a, a great shake through the tunnel. You can see the little fragments of rock underneath it are powdered underneath, you know, kind of its uh, its hefty weight. You press the reverse conveyor belt, and you start making your way relatively quickly towards kind of the slamming machinery. Okay, Fozza, you're up front. Now, there's two ways of doing this. You can either dash through with a nice athletics check, or you can try and predict the pattern of the pounder by making a science check. What's your preference? They're both really <laughs> bad. <sighs> science, please, Bob. Science. Make a science check. The difficulty number is six. Ooh. Lovely. Nailed it. Right. Fazza dives underneath. Okay. Edelweiss, you can see what Fazza's done. You can see some of the pattern that he's done. So if you want to go over, you can either do an athletics or science check. It'll be science for me as well. Fine, lovely. Make a science check. Lovely, well done. Nadia swallows. I can't believe I'm doing this. She kind of uh, readies herself and makes a dash through. Right, she ducks under and through. Oh, good God. Okay, Grant, your go. What would you like to do, science or athletics? <laughs> it really doesn't matter which I do, so I'm going to go for athletics. Go for it. Difficulty number is four. <laughs> well done. Very good. And that just means it's Thane. Okay. This is athletics. I'm making a run for it. Lovely. That's good. Seven. Straight under. Okay. You're right. You all uh, duck under the kind of smashing hammer. Uh, that is the mineral powder. You continue to sort of rock down. Then up ahead you can see something. It's flames. It's sort of jetting kind of every so often. You can see as you approach that there's kind of more and more scorch marks 
on the sides of the walls. Looking at it, you can see that the minerals are obviously subjected to an intense blast of heat, but it's rhythmical. They sort of uh, blast, there's three incinerators firing, but they're all just slightly out of time with each other. So sometimes they all fire at once, sometimes you know, just one or two is firing. Faster, you kind of you know uh, swallow and the sweat builds on your brow. Uh, this is looking quite complex. Again, if you want to try and get through the incinerators safely, it's either a science or an athletics check. First person always has the hardest job, be pleased to know. So what are you doing, athletics or science? Uh, it's going to be another science one. Go for it. Oh, you fluking it. Okay, yes, you dive uh, between the uh, incinerators doing a lovely William Shatner roll. Yes, oh, well done, yes, you've done it. Okay, you roll ahead. Right, the rest of you can see the kind of... Because of the speed of the uh, conveyor belts, you're not given quite as much time as you would like to make the judgment. The rest of you, instead of difficulty number seven science checks, can do difficulty number five science checks instead, or a difficulty uh, number five athletics check. So, Ede, you go next. I'm going science. You're going science. Make a check. Very good. Straight under. Nadia. God. God, oh God, oh God. Lovely. Yep, she ducks under with athletic grace and ease, followed by copious swearing afterwards. Grant. Okay, I'm going to go for athletics again. Uh, Thane, if I, don't, if I don't make it, I hope I don't make it too slippy for you. <laughs> That's comforting. Um, here, here we go. Hey. Ooh. Oh, well done. Okay, yep, so you've got through that and Thane. Double breath. Bye, that's just enough. <laughs> just enough. Well done. Okay, right, so you managed to sort of dive through the flames, the very back one almost kind of catching you as you're making your way through things. Well, says Nadia, they just doesn't come much closer than that. You um, maneuver on down the conveyor belt for a little bit longer, and there you can see there's more mineral pounders, kind of three of them kind of slamming down in a row. You're feeling relatively confident. You've done these before. So, uh, Fossa, actually, sorry, um, try and get under the first one. You've done this before. It's only difficulty number four for you. Let's get under this first one. <laughs> Six. Excellent. You tuck under. As you sort of move under that one, you suddenly see ahead something that doesn't make you feel very good. There are these uh, one-meter-long, large, rat-like creatures with big teeth, and they are in a panic. They've obviously been caught in the conveyor tunnel, uh, with it moving along and all the kind of the slamming of the fire and so forth. And they're in a mad panic. They are charging up towards you. Now they're running against the conveyor belt, um, so they're not going as fast as they could do, but they're almost certainly going to be closing in on you very, very soon. And I will now shift us to the conveyor tunnel. Uh, would people roll initiative just while I set you up? Nadia, her initiative. Six. Edelweiss, what's yours? Ten. Fozza, what's yours? Eight. Grant, yours? Nine. Nine, lovely. And Thane? Eleven. So what's that for? To see which order everybody goes in? It is, that's right. Right, Thane, even though you're at the back, uh, you are up first. Okay, so you hear the cries of panic from Fozza, howling, rats, rats, thousands of them. From the back, it's, it's quite tough. You could try and sneak through and dash under the mineral pounder if you like to try and go to Foz's aid. Uh, otherwise, that's a lot of people to shoot through to try and get a, a easily round. I, I shout encouraging words to Foz. Fine. Excellent. Uh, Cheers, mate. 
eight. It's your go. Now, you've got a slightly better chance here of uh, doing something interesting. So what would you like to do? You see the mineral powder in front of you is slamming uh, down with a, a nice kind of, you know, bang, bang, bang. Do I have time to yell at Grant and see if he wants to get in front of me with his bigger gun? What do you mean uh, bigger gun? Forza's got a big gun. You could just... Yeah, but you've got a bigger gun than I do. You could just stand there panicking. You're getting inexorably closer to this thing. That's uh, up to you. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go behind Nadia. You're gonna go behind Nadia. Okay, yeah. right. And so Grant. You, okay, so you, uh, <laughs> you, you try and uh, shove past them. It's actually very difficult because the conveyor belt is going the wrong way. You try and push through. I'd like you to make an athletics check, and Nadia has to as well. Yes, Can I make this... a parry? And if he tries to push past me, push it off. <laughs> Four, this... eight. Right, Nadia is knocked over. Oh um, shit! <laughs> yep. You are, you are fine, uh, and you move yourself just sort of, you know, artfully, sort of. Uh, uh... Oh, Fane, since he's smashing along, would you make an athletics check as well, because he's occupying your space? Twelve. I show him the palm of my hand. <laughs> Right, it is your go. What would you like to do? I am going to try and get alongside Forza. Throw so me the flashbang. Throw me the flashbang. There's right no then. point throwing you. We're all in a straight line. So if I can get behind Forza and then get him some support. Cool. This first one is easy because you're not under too much pressure at the moment. So make a uh, science or athletics check difficulty number four. Okay, I'm going to go for athletics. Phew. Seven. Not bad. Right, you managed to duck under the thing. It slams a few rocks behind you into powder. Okay, right, so you're just behind Fozzer. Um, do you have a weapon that you have to shoot a good weapon? I do. I have laser laser pistols. you got laser pistols. Okay, right, well, you could rest your gun uh, on Fozzer's shoulder and try and shoot a weasel rat if you like. Do you want to do that? Yeah, we'll give it a go. Okay, so they're eight metres away from you. They've, what, what's your range difficulty for that? that four. That's four, so that's, that's eight you need to hit. Well, Thirteen, lovely. Okay, so you do eight points of damage, you instantly kill the weasel rat on a single hit. Fosso, what would you like to do? What would be the ramifications of either trying to shoot him with the Tommy gun or trying to duck under and then hit him with the wrench? Okay, so hitting him with the wrench means that you'll have to run under two mineral stampers. Shooting with a Tommy gun means that you don't technically have to move at all, but you are at 10 meters range, which I think is still short range for the uh, golf. Yeah, it is. It's 12 for the uh, that one. So yeah, let's Lovely. not do anything silly. Let's just try and mow him down with the Tommy gun. Okay, go for it. So it's short range. His dodge is four. So add four to the range difficulty number. So I think that's a nine to hit from memory. Oh! Unless you've got a cover ability called Crack Shot. You've just missed. Okay, the Ergon Tommy Guard sprays its bullets all over the place. They ricochet madly, but you don't hit the rat. Okay, the rat comes scurrying underneath all of the mineral stampers and tries to attack you. Do you want to parry or would you like to dodge? Uh, parry, please. You want to parry. Okay, right, so what's your parry score? It's two. Two. Okay, so that means that I'm going to need seven. I missed completely. Okay, you can do an immediate counter counter attack. So you can attack with your wrench or with well, you don't have your wrench because you fired your Tommy gun, but you can kick him. So make a fighting attack against him. The difficulty number to hit is nine. 
Excellent. That's a hit. Ten. Okay, so you give him a good boot. Do your fighting damage against him, which is 1d10. Half the result, then add two. So that's four plus two, six damage. Okay, you stamp on the weasel rat's neck. Um, its neck breaks, and it just kind of rolls past you and Grant and dies. Making short work of these beaten weasel rats, poor things. Okay, so that one is gone. So now it's Nadia. Nadia has fallen over, so she desperately scrabbles to her feet. So she spends her turn just standing up, which will be important for what is to come next. Okay, right then. And the weasel rat number one. So he can't quite make it to you, but he manages to run to here. Let's just see who makes it underneath the um, stamping machines. I've rolled a five. No, I don't. It dashes underneath one of the stampers and is splashed to pieces. Okay, now the turn ends and you all move two squares to the right. So, Fozza, that means that you pass under one of the stampers. You have no choice, but you must make a, an athletics check. The difficulty number is seven. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Made it. Grunt, you uh, roll relentlessly forwards, right under one of the stampers. Make an athletics check. Difficulty number seven. Phew. Ten. Okay, right, you dive next to Fozza. Yeah, Fozza, just make another quick athletics check. The difficulty number is five. Just make sure you're not knocked over. You're fine. Nadia rolls under, but she's on her feet, so she can attempt to get out of the way. Yep, so she is all right. She sort of dives away. Fane, you're just moved to two forwards, and so Edelweiss, you are as well. Okay, right, with the rats dead, the uh, pressure is slightly off, and getting through these is a little bit easier. You're starting to sort of uh, get the pattern of the, the massive crashes, and kind of, you know, uh, uh, taking your time and using your experience with the other ones, you manage to get uh, from under them and further down the passage. You're extremely pleased uh, when you encounter no more down the uh, conveyor belt as it leads you relentlessly onwards. Up ahead, you can see there is a closed hatch. Now, the hatch is got a release handle nearby lit green, and so the conveyor belt has, uh, so far, has just piled a, uh, a small pile of sort of uh, shattered minerals underneath it. Evidently, you'll have to open the hatch in order to escape. Fozzer or Grant can do that. Who would like to do it? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay, it's pretty easy. You pull the handle and the hatch opens up. Opens up into a large cargo bay area. You can see that the ceiling is made of hewn-out rock. It's obviously been drilled out by proper mining machines because the cut is too even. There's been a spirited attempt to plate uh, as much of the wall as possible, but there is uh, kind of raw rock on some sides. Uh, ahead of you, you can see that there is a uh, large pair of double doors, and you can see that this leads to mining access. To the south, however, your attention is immediately drawn to a couple of doors in the south wall, from which you hear voices on the other side. You can hear people saying, "You can hear someone saying, no, don't set the explosives like that. The guards tell you want to blow us all the kingdom come. So make sure that they're all aligned. They're on the same clock." See, there's here kind of uh, various mutterings coming from the south wall. To the north, you can see that there is, yes, another door. There you can see it says lift to central cargo hold. 
other than that, there's a whole bunch of boxes around the place, so there's plenty of cover. What would you like to do? I think if we can stealth it down to the south to see what's going on. Okay. You sneak down. The doors uh, also sort of uh, have windows in them so you can see through. This is quite a, a big map, so you might have to kind of scroll down a bit to see where the action is. There are two tunnels sort of leading off to the west. To the west, that's the monorail axis that you've just come through. It's the monorail axis. You've just come down. So that's the conveyor tunnel that you've just come out of. Uh, these two doors here are what you're peering through at the moment. On the other side, you can see there are... They look like there's four mercenaries there and one security guard. There, They've built a series of barricades just opposite the monorail, which you can see is just sort of making its way into dock. You see, they've got their... Getting their guns out and covering the monorail entrance. You see that the kind of uh, the chap at the back is kind of appearing over at the monorail. I don't see anyone. Falcon, move ahead. We'll cover you. Right. What would you guys like to do? Nadia, do you know who Cameron is? Sorry, she says. Do you, Do you know that guy at the back is a security guard? It's Dwight. He says he's head of security. This traitor. I'm gunning for him. This is a good time to maybe coordinate the monorail explosion that's hopefully going to come with um, some well-placed grenades. I think that sounds like an excellent idea. Okay, so uh, you want to ready uh, proper grenades, do you? Uh, fragmentation grenades rather than flashbangs, or do you want... Yes, because we know they know they've got explosives, but we know they're, they're on a timer, so we're screwed no matter what. There's no point in trying to keep them alive, so... I don't know, if you're up for that thing? Anti-explosives usually quite... Forgiving until they're told to go boom. If you can call explosive stuff, I suppose. Forgiving. Nothing says boom more than a grenade going off. <laughs> <laughs> are these um, Oliver? Are these are these doors or? Uh, yep. Okay, these are doors. Yes, so there, is, are. There, doors. there is cover. There is cover. I mean, you can certainly sort of you can duck from this from the kind of other side of the wall. It should it. be suitable cover, would it? Uh yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. If you chuck the grenade in there, yeah, those walls are strong enough. They're plated, so you know they'll they'll survive. Um, put Fossa there and Edelweiss. Have you got a grenade, Edelweiss? I can't remember. No, I don't. I'm definitely. I I I'm going to fish out my frag grenade from my backpack and have it handy. You watch. You can see that Falcon starts to approach. You let me know when you want to sort of do something. When he opens the door and step, if he steps into the monorail, mm -hmm. I'm going to throw my frag grenade into the room, sort of here where these guys are. I see. Yeah, okay. uh, and I'll right. I'll try and get at the same time one over down there, but I can't do a ping. Fine. Falcon sort of stops, kind of you know looking inside. I don't see anything, Cameron. Cameron, you can see sort of moves uh, down here, moves over here, moves to here. Come sort of peeks in with Falcon. Now, now, now might okay. be good, guys, while so they Falcon. kind of duck into cover. Do you want to do it now? No, 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 wait. They'll take the bait. Falcon, look inside. Falcon moves within, and there is suddenly a colossal. Falcon goes and straight down. Uh, Cameron is injured. The monorail becomes a mess. Chuck it. And you chuck a grenade in it. Right. So, Thane, um, chuck your grenade in. You need, it's a difficulty number seven. 
to chuck it in uh, sort of safely from there. So make a grenade attack. Lovely. You deployed exactly where you want. So because it's got a six meter fatal blast radius, both of those, when the grenade comes in, you see that they turn around. So first of all, Gray gives a cry of panic. You see that he immediately starts running this way. Hammer doesn't do quite so well. He moves down this way. Both of them are caught in the injury uh, radius of the grenade. So they take 10 points of damage and also fall prone. And at this point, I'd like you to roll initiative. Uh, Thane, what's your um, initiative? Now is 10. 10, lovely. Uh, Edelweiss? I'm 12. Very good. Grant? 11. Uh, 11. Uh, Fozzer? <laughs> That's more like it. Edelweiss, you are up first. What would you like to do? Um, I'm going to probably take a pot shot at... Is that Hemmer at the back? Uh, Hammer, oh. yep. I guess I'll go next to Grant and take a take a pot shot at Hammer. He's ten metres away. He's not in cover. He's rather aware of you now. So ten. what inch is that? Short range. Uh, what's the difficulty? Difficulty four. Okay, so he's got a dodge of two, so that's six. D10 plus three. Eleven. Very nice. Okay, because he's already been injured by the grenade, uh, you take him down with that. Uh, down goes Hammer. Uh, and his rather nice gun goes with him. Uh, his, he had an assault rifle on him, so uh, yes, you've done well there. Okay, next it's Cameron. Right, you can see that Cameron immediately dives into the monorail, kind of you know, kind of uh, coughing past the smoking wreck, and he goes over and he pushes a button at the far end. Okay, Grant, it's your game. I'm going to try and use a grenade on Dwight. Okay. Grant, I think uh, Cameron's trying to make a bolt for it, by the way. Yeah, but we are we need to clear our path and then get in. Nadia's going after him anyway, so but if I can... So again, the difficulty number is seven uh, to attack from there because you can just sort of duck behind the door to shield yourself from the blast. Okay, so we have... It's just a two for grenade. Let's go for it. A seven, exactly a hit. Okay, so it detonates down here. So Dwight uh, attempts to dive out of the, the nasty range. How does he do? Uh, he'll dive over there. He still takes 10 points of damage. Edelweiss, would you make a dodge check? Because you're in a bad place there. You're actually on the exterior range of the injury radius of the grenade. Does Grey as well? Let me see. He might be, actually. Yes, he is. So I can make a dodge roll for him. How did you do, Edelweiss? I didn't do so good. I did five. That still moves you two squares back. That is enough to get out of the blast radius, so you're all right. Grey uh, rolled, what did I roll? 10. So yeah, he manages to get all the way back down here. Uh, so he manages to clear the explosive radius, but Dwight has been injured by the grenade. Okay, uh, next up we've got Thane. Okay, what's my um, movement? You can move 10 meters, so that's five squares. You can move down. One, two, two. Five. Yep. I'm, I'm going Leroy. No, you can... and I'm, I can't <laughs> quite see under that. I can't quite see under the turn order, but I think I'm shooting at that dude. I'm shooting down the tunnel. That's fine. Yep. So you shoot down the platform. That is eight meters distance. Yeah, I'm shooting at grey. So if it's eight. Yep. 
Eight meters. That's medium range for me. Okay, his defense is two, so add two to the difficulty. So that's ten. Ooh, a fail. No. Okay. Right, your bullets ricochet around, but don't manage to hit Gray. He swings around, grimacing at you. Right, Dwight stands up. Dwight is going to try and shoot you uh, with his laser pistol uh, through the glass screens here. So this is going to be... Uh, you do get cover from this. That's two, four, six, eight. That's short range, four, five, six. What's your dodge defense? Two. So I need an eight. That's looking good. Okay, right. You take eight points of energy. Hang on, hang on. I've got things here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. I'm going to dive aside. Ah, dive aside. Is that plus five to your dodge? It is. In which case, he completely misses you and you dive to the floor. Well done. So Dwight has stuffed it. It's Nadia. Nadia is going to tone in for the kill here. She smells blood. One, two, three, four. Oh, she should still be sensible, though. Uh, five. She'll come behind cover. Uh, she's shooting at medium range, but that's just the way it goes. So that's going to be uh, eight, ten. She needs seven. No, she misses. The kind of bullets spray everywhere, but not into Dwight. It's Gray. Gray is particularly annoyed with what you've been doing with him to him, uh, Thane. Uh, I know that's nothing, but he's going to show you how a, a real soldier does it. He's going to shoot with his auto pistol. So that is medium range. Eight. Uh, what's your dodge defense? Two. So ten he needs. Seven. Nope. Right, he completely misses. He tries to jump through the window, so he's going to make an athletics check. Try and get through the window. <laughs> no! He just bounces off the window and falls prone <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> Oh, it's a sorry end. <laughs> okay. Fosset, it is now your go. Okay, can I move myself down to there and then take a shot at Dwight with my um, my Tommy gun? Yep, so he's two, four, six, eight, ten meters. Is that... Uh, Tommy gun is short range at 12. Yeah, it's a lovely gun. Okay, right, so uh, short range, his defense is two. So add two to the difficult number, so I think that's seven you need to hit. Seven, exactly. That's 1d10 damage. So uh, roll a d10. So it's just a glancing hit. They're <laughs> <laughs> quite a good glancing hit. 10 damage. Right, yes, you managed to riddle Dwight uh, with holes. Oh, money. Oh. He falls over dead. Okay, I'm running out of people. Who's next? So Edelweiss, it's your go. Right, I'm gonna... It's five, is it? So it's our... Five it's boxes. Effectively five squares. One, it's ten meters. Two, three, four. So behind the store and in cover kind of thing at the moment. Okay, lovely. Okay, because so I can't get anywhere else. There. Yeah, you don't have any line of sight there. I'm yeah. Sure. Okay, right. It's Cameron. He, the monorail immediately starts shifting and makes its way down the tunnel at relatively swift speed. Isn't the uh, monorail kind of smegged up after having a grenade and stuff go off the side? It of is damaged, but the important bit, unfortunately hasn't been damaged. So, uh, the monorail has shifted off. If my initiative was the same as Cameron's, could I not have jumped on? We might allow that. Because it's very, very close, isn't it? Oh, come on then. Make an athletics check. That seems too good an opportunity to to miss. But it's still close to number 10. Hey! hey. Okay, you have jumped onto the back of the monorail <laughs> as it starts kind of uh, racing forwards and out. Grant, 
it's your go. Now, Cameron is quite a distance away now, uh, but Fade is on his tail. Okay, I think I'm going to try two, three, four, in behind this cover here. Go for it. Are they still in um, what sort of distance range are they in? Okay, so whether or not so worth a shot. 18 metres he's at. Now, he can't dodge because he's been knocked over, so it's just the range difficulty to hit. Okay, so it's seven. Seven. Okay, make an attack roll. No! You have missed. Okay, uh, Thane will come to you in just a moment, if that's all right. Uh, Nadia is going to be a little bit ruthless. One, two, three, or five. She gets much closer and tries to shoot him with her shotgun. Yes, that's quite a good hit. It's medium range, so it's 2d10 points of damage. 10 points of damage to Grey, and he is dead. She try, She's about to try and uh, shoot Cameron as he, es- he escapes, but realises that she'd fill Fane full of bullets. But uh, Fane, you rush off into the distance. Fane, as you're gripping onto the monorail carriage, you're sort of trying to find a way in. You can see that kind of, you know, Cameron turns around and sees that you're on the back of the tram. He aims his gun. Do you want to sort of duck down below the window point to try and avoid this incoming fire? Very much so. Okay, right, in which case you do have cover from this attack as he tries to shoot you. Uh, oh no, he, he spoons it. He fires his uh, micro shotgun. You can see that uh, kind of pellets, even where you're hi- hiding, the kind of uh, holes in the side of the carriage as the monorail speeds up. You're sort of gripping on with both hands and trying to think what the best way of doing this is. The monorail is, is, is attached by an overhead power line at the top. As you're considering, kind of your heart gives a sudden jolt. You see something flutter past your eye really very quickly. Then you can see another one. Looking around the place, uh, you see that there are a number of these strange bird-like creatures with extremely long pointing beaks that are flittering around the place. They're kind of coming quite close to you. You're gripping onto the side. As you do so, you can see that one of the the beasts, one of the Bathawks, comes smashing through a window and starts kind of uh, flying over towards Cameron, who uh, looks like he's in a terrible state. Fade, it is your go. You're gripping onto the side of the monorail. You can see that a Bathawk has just smashed through. Two other Bathawks are kind of circling around rather ominously. What would you like to do? Can I get on the wrist comms and try and ask the team to find a way of reversing the monorail? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you stay down in cover. uh, Slam on your wrist comm. Uh, Who are you going to... Well, you can just talk to them all. What are you going to say? No more than six seconds. Okay, guys, find the controls. Uh, Bring this thing back to you. I need help. Lovely. Now it is Bathawk number three. It tries to get inside the carriage. Seven. No, it doesn't. So it just sort of plonks against the side there. And then we've got Cameron. Okay, Cameron is far too busy with this Bathawk. He tries to shoot his micro shotgun at it. He unloads his shotgun at point blank range on the Bathawk, which immediately explodes into a fine mist. The rest of you guys. Okay, you, you lot get a communication from Jarvis, clinging onto the back of the monorail, which is now way off into the distance. 
what you guys can see is that there is a control panel here, which has got all kinds of kind of uh, different settings on it. Does anyone want to have a look? I'll dash over and have a shofty. Okay, you rush over to the control panel. You can see that Cameron has transferred the controls for the ship's docking clamps here. It looks like he has overridden the controls on all the docking clamps on the ship. ships in his hurry to escape. But what there doesn't seem to be is control of the monorail, which makes sense given that he was asking the control tower to control it earlier. Well, I'm going to make sure that his one, the co I'm going to make sure all of them are locked actually for now. Okay. Fine. Okay, so uh, in which case you uh, lock down all the ships, and they're all clamped in place. Okay, so Bathawk number two is swooping towards you, Thane. It sees a nice fleshy target, and it wants a bit of action. So it swoops in. What is your dodge? Is it two? Uh, it's two, yes. So in which case, seven is exactly a hit. So uh, it gives you a nice um, stabby with its beak. Okay, so it's three halved, one point of damage. You see what this thing is trying to do. It's trying to go for your eyes. It's kind of jabbing on your face. So you have a little kind of, you know, you have an injury effectively on your cheek as its kind of beak has slashed you. But it's desperately trying to poke your eyes out. Okay, going back to the top, the rest of you guys, obviously uh, Edelweiss is trying to do the controls. The rest of you guys just want to stay in the mining facility? Well, um, I think, you know, we, 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 we might be best trying to take out the power to the monorail. Okay. So in which case, what I'd like you to do is make a science check, please. Okay, dokie. It should be easy enough. It's just one. <laughs> yeah. No. Fossa got slightly better. Fossa, you would suspect that it is charged from the main facility. I mean, wherever the, the, the primary reactors are on this base, it's not likely to be charged from the minehead side. So it's going to be an electrified rail that goes all the way along. I mean, you could try and destroy the rail, but that might put Thane in a great deal of danger because he's currently over a deep chasm, you know, on this monorail tram. So uh, it could be a bit risky. Uh, right, I'm going to go back to Thane. Thane, what are you doing now? I'm going to shoot the Bathawk that's right in front of me. Okay, you try and shoot the Bathawk. It does another little attack on you, because it's allowed to. Nine, it's a hit. It does damage. Okay, so it jabs you. It's nothing more than a flesh wound. Gives uh, a hideous cry. It kind of, you know, strikes you just on the top of your brow. You may now make an attack roll. Uh, he's obviously at short range. So his defense is five. What's your attack roll at short range? That's five. So you... You've exceeded it by two points. So basically, you do maximum damage to it. Roll 3d10. <laughs> 28. I turn it into red mist. The bat hawk just vanishes, basically, as you uh, annihilate it. But its remains kind of uh, flutter down to the ground. Okay, right. Uthgart uh, moves uh, over here by the chair. Ooh. And, uh, sorry, Cameron. His Cameron Uthgart is his full name. Don't know who you are, stranger. It's time to say farewell. He aims his gun at point-blank range to shoot you. So, uh, obviously, this is point-blank uh, range. So, it's uh, with a micro-shotgun, it's three. What's your dodge? No, my dodge is two. So, uh, see, I've rolled a ten. I don't think there's anything in, in God's clean earth that will save you there, no matter how much cover you're in. Um, so, um, he hits you full body with the micro shotgun 
And he inflicts 14 points of kinetic damage to you. Don't forget your armor thing. Yeah, but that's um, it's, it's a reflect vest, so I think it's only for energy weapons. What are you down to zero, or are you still no, 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 I'm pretty tough. You're pretty tough. Okay, right. He shoots you. Number of the pellets crack into your chest. You give a great scream of pain as you desperately cling on. Ah! Make an athletics check. The difficulty number is five. Uh, you've got a dead man's grip, but that was quite a pummeling. Six. Right, kind of one of your hands kind of either comes away as you're flailing, but you sort of move a bloodied hand back to hold on. Okay, so the bat hawk flies over, thinks, oh, there's someone nice, whoops in behind you. You can see it kind of uh, that uh, Cameron gives a, a lovely trademark evil laugh as the bat hawk comes flying in. Looks like that's it for you, stranger. <sighs> well, that's a hit, and he inflicts. Five points of damage, and I'm afraid what is worth, because I've rolled a ten, is that you are blinded. Uh, so his beak has gone straight into your eye, and you can uh, see nothing but sort of like a fuzz on the other side, and a great red kind of uh, kind of a mass of blood as the uh, bat hawk stabs into you. Are you still alive? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, right, so you're still clinging on there. Uh, you can see that Cameron Uskart is so confident that you're now uh, dead uh, that he just kind of smugly walks away and just assumes the Bat-Hawks can kill you. The rest of you guys, okay, because Thane's still got his open comm, you hear him kind of, you know, cry and scream as the Bat-Hawks and shotgun bullets are impacting into him. He seems to be in a terrible state. You're not sure that he's going to hang on for much longer. What would you like to do? We need to get ahead of this monorail, don't we? We need to go... How the hell are we going to get ahead of something that's travelling crazy stupid fast? Well, there's some other way that was travelling crazy stupid fast that we came down here on. We can really go back up that thing again. <laughs> True. I mean, you could try, then <laughs> and, and hack the controls to cause the conveyor belt not to go the other way, but to go double speed. <laughs> might make it a bit tricky on the old yeah. sort of stamping machinery. I, I, I can't hack the controls on this monorail mono, no, because they're up in the they're thingy place, aren't they? Yeah. <sighs> okay, guys, we, do you want to try and go back up there again? Can we not try and switch off the stompers and the fire and everything else on the conveyor belt? But then it blocks the way. It, yeah, it, 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 there it, you it go. Probably and will and block the way. There's a small chance that the, the stampers won't be in a locked position, but I'd have to determine that randomly. So, if you want to be sure to get out, you'll have to go back under the um, stamping machines. But it's up to you. The mining equipment, I should say. You'd have to go back under the mining equipment. Can we at least what? turn the fire off? Okay, yeah, make a computer check. Uh, D10 plus 5. Yeah, I'm gonna... Like, like that's gonna make it any safer! It's a wee bit safer. <laughs> Six. Oh. oh! That sucks ass. The fire is now permanently on, isn't it? <laughs> Would you like to re-roll that? Or yes, I, I might use a karma point on that one. Okay, probably wise. That's more like it. That's better, 13. Okay, you think you've deactivated the fire, but yeah, you can't stop the pounders. Right, I'm going to now double speed it and get it going back up the right way. Okay, you start to make your what? way up. And as Thane is clinging on for life and you guys start to make your way back into the conveyor belt, we draw a close to the episode... Because I think this is probably a point of the absolute maximum drama that I'm going to extract from this podcast. And we will finish this uh, episode 
at LaveCon. Oh! We're coming for you, Finn! We're coming! <laughs> <laughs> In that episode of Lave Radio the RPG, Oliver Hume was the Games Master, Grant Walcott was Psycho Cow, Ben Moss Woodward was Adler Weiss, Chris Forrester was Second Tech Fozzer, and Christopher Jarvis played Elias Thane. Music was by Alan Stroud. More information about the new Elite Dangerous role-playing system can be found at edrpg.co.uk. Recording, editing and sound design were by Christopher Jarvis at www.radiotheatreworkshop.com.